The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Louise Gold is a performer of stage and screen who's worked extensively in British musical theatre and has been a recurring performer in various Muppet productions since the 1970s. And she's here with us just now. How are you doing? I'm doing really, really well. Good to see you and speak to you. (laughs) Yes. Now, you've done a few characters with the Muppets. For anyone that doesn't know, what are the characters that you're known for? Well, it depends how old you are. (laughs) When I first started out, I was Annie Sue Pig on The Muppet Show. And then I progressed. I did character called Forgetta Fafner, Mm. the ghost of Fafner Hall. I did characters called Raisin and Hortense in The Secret Life of Toys. Uh, I was one of the Skeksis in the original film, The Dark Crystal. And most recently, oh, there's so many I'll forget and someone (laughs) will be upset. Fenella Furchester in the Furchester Hotel, which is on CBeebies, and Age of Resistance, the new series on Netflix, which I played my same Skeksis (laughs) and uh, some other characters in that. So quite a few things. Yeah, many things. So how did it all start for you? How did you first get into the acting side of things, first of all? Well, my mother was an actress. Mm. And when I was about 10, I read there was a book called Ballet Shoes, which Mm. was very popular when I was a little girl. And um, I wanted to be a ballet dancer. And my mother said, you're too tall. You're not going to be a ballet dancer. It's (laughs) ridiculous. Don't be an idiot. And um, (laughs) because she... But my mother was an actress and I benefited from sort of sexism because she said, oh, I found there's this really nice school that you can go to when you're 11 that does dancing and acting and singing. And if it doesn't work out, you can always get married. (laughs) And my brother also wanted to be an actor, but he had to go to school and get proper um, exams But Mm. because I was a girl, which is strange because my mother wasn't a stay-at-home. I mean, she did stay at home when we were little, but she was also an actress. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So how did you first audition for The Muppet Show in the first place? Because you'd not really done puppetry before, right? No, I hadn't done any before. Yeah. It was just through my agent, my acting agent, and I'd been in some musicals. And at the time of my audition for The Muppets... I was in touring in a musical called The Land of the Dinosaurs, where we 
was a very tatty, wonderfully, wonderfully tatty, but lovely musical yeah. where we all went up the Amazon and found a dinosaur and brought it back to London. Oh. It sounds more glamorous yeah. than it was. Um, and I got this audition out of the blue for The Muppet Show, which had, it was going out in this country, it just started going out. I had no idea what it was, anything about it. Mm. So I, this is the miracles of life yeah. that my agent said, you have to go to this audition. And I said, well, I've got a show. Yeah. I can't go. There are no understudies. Mm. And she said, well, you have to ask. This is really, really important. I said, I can't even ask. <laughs> I don't have an understudy. Now, the, this show was directed by, oh, God, I'm getting old now. I can't oh, remember no. people's names. I see his face. Oh, dear God. Anyway, um, he'd worked with Joan Littlewood at the Theatre Royal Stratford East mm. famously, and his view was there's no understudies. Um, we'll make it up. The girl who plays your sister can take all your lines. Go. <laughs> It'll be really good fun. Ken Hill. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Ken. <laughs> And um, so because I was in this weird show, he said, yeah, that'd be brilliant. We'll make it up and do it without you. Huh. So I was allowed to go to an audition for The Muppet Show yeah. because of Joan Littlewood and her mad theatre ideas. And I went and got a tryout and then yeah. got chosen to work with them and train with them. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of lucky that you joined at that time, because if anybody tried to join The Muppets now that only yeah. had acting experience and no puppetry, they'd find it very hard. Well, actually, that's not necessarily true. I mean, when I joined and I said, I, I haven't done anything like this before, and they yeah. said, well, nobody has, mm. we'll teach you. But even now, there are people come to it from all different places. Yeah. And yeah, there are many more people who've trained and grown up with the Muppets. And most yeah. of the people I work with say, oh, I, you know, when I was a kid, I loved it. I, that's what I wanted to do. Mm. But um, in LA, there's a troupe that do a Puppet Up, yeah. which is an improvised puppet show. And some of them came from improv. Some of them were puppeteers who learned improv. And some of them were improvisers. There's a wonderful woman called Colleen Smith who learned to puppeteer and came into the group from the other side. So it still yeah. happens. Yeah, I suppose so. So did you find it easy to learn puppetry? Because I suppose it's hard enough moving from stage to television. They're completely mm. different. But then to have to act through just your hand is even harder, right? I, I, I found it impossible. I, yeah. I really, it's taken me 40 years and I'm still... Oh. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it's it's so difficult. And in the beginning... I was just in awe of the performers, all the Muppet Show, Richard Hunt, Jerry Nelson, of course, Jim Henson and Frank Oz and Dave Goles. Absolutely mm. extraordinary. But they're brilliant actors as well. They just act through puppets. Mm. But for me, it was really hard to transfer it to my hand because I wanted to do it myself. So I fought against it for years. Yeah. Was it hard being used to being seen and being the star of the show to have to hide behind this puppet and the only thing of you that people might recognise is the voice? Well, I think it was harder because I hadn't at that time been the star of the show. Yeah. So I was still wanting to prove myself. Yeah. You know, now I've done loads of theatre and 
I, I don't feel so desperate. <laughs> no, look at me, look at me. But then I was like, please, I'm really an actress, please. And I'd wear lots of makeup to do the puppeteering. And, you know, because I, I wanted people to look at me and know that I could do it as well. So that was really difficult for me. Now I don't mind as much because I've done much more myself. Yeah, and a lot of what the Muppets do as well is quite musical. Because of your background in being in musicals, did you find that part quite easy? Yes, I found it. um, That was something... and. Jim, you know, early on discovered that I could sing. So I got wonderful musical numbers to do. And I cannot believe it. You know, it was Jack Parnell and a full orchestra. And every Monday we'd record the music and with these amazing stars. And it was just the most joyous thing. Now, you know, this was at ATV Studios with this full orchestra. Now most of it's done on computer. Mm -hmm. When we were doing Furchester, it was all sort of, we recorded the songs for Furchester in one dressing room at the BBC (laughs) with blankets over a door and a computer. But in those days, it was a full orchestra and it was incredible. It was just amazing. Yeah, I guess you don't really think about how much work goes into a TV show like that. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned that one of your first characters in The Muppet Show was Annie Sue Pig. How would you describe her personality, first of all? Well, as I only realised now, she was, of course, me, very yeah. young, ambitious, singing. Before she, she thought she was more talented than she <laughs> was. But there was a lot of that on The Muppet Show. Miss Piggy yeah. also thought she was more talented. So, But she was um, loved being there, you know, thrilled to bits to be part of it all. <laughs> but, of course, that was me as well. Yeah. And was it quite early on that you were given your own character? Because, you know, a lot of the time people start off assisting Mm. or doubling for people. Were you given a character quite quickly? What I was given, I I was assisting. I was chickens. I was a lot of background chickens, which was just learning the very basic stuff. of Because we work... The, the Henson puppets all work with straight monitors. This mm. means nothing to people <laughs> on the radio. But now, so it's not like a mirror. We we look at a monitor to see the picture and know what we are doing with the puppet. Yeah. But it's the other way round from a mirror. Mm. So it, to get your head around that is really confusing. So I would do lots of chickens in the background and I started off singing and then... Um, often my character would be solid in a hole, so I'd just have to open the mouth but not move. And I got more and more to do, but it was a while before Annie Sue. She appeared, first of all, in the Leo Sayer show, and she had a song, and Frank Oz actually operated her for the song because that was beyond my knowledge at that point. So he did her for that, and then I did the talking bits. Ah, interesting. And you were the only British puppeteer at the time as well. So did you feel maybe a little bit like the odd one out? Because I suppose there might be cultural differences there. Um, In some ways, I felt I'd come home. Hmm. I think I'm quite loud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I sort of... And America, you know, one of the reasons I fitted in 
was because I had a sort of sensibility that maybe fitted in with these loud Americans mm. and they welcomed me in. And um, so I didn't really, you know, I felt nervous because I was a bit younger and it was, you know, it was a big deal, but I was welcomed in and Richard Hunt, who became my sort of best buddy there, yeah. you know, made me so welcome by shouting at me a lot <laughs> and being very rude to me. Yeah. Um, that was his way of welcoming me in. You know, it was just brilliant. And Jim Henson, he loved, he enjoyed his work so much. And this, as I've often said before, is the gift I learned from the Muppets. He worked incredibly hard, but he loved what he was doing and he never forgot it. There was never a moment where you felt he was going, oh my God, what have I got myself in for? In for? Yeah. He knew how lucky he was. He had his dream come true doing this job and he loved the people he worked with. And, you know, he he shared so much mm. um, the joy and, you know, all the he, suddenly he'd come up and not earn money. You know, mm. he'd been with his children. They hadn't had any money, but suddenly he was sharing the bounty of it with all of us. And it was joyous time. It was just fantastic yeah. to be part of that team. Absolutely. And you mentioned Richard Hunt just there and mm. people like him yeah. and Jerry Nelson and Jim Henson yeah. don't really yeah. have the opportunity to speak for themselves anymore these days. No. So do you have any memories of them that you're able to share with us? Well, I have so many. I Jerry, I got to sing with a lot mm. because he was a great singer. Um, so we did many duets, which... I loved, I loved singing with Jerry and um, he, he was joyous. And Richard, you know, Richard and I, Richard kind of adopted me like another sister, yeah. which meant he could be very rude. And he would say things like, you're coming on holiday with us because my sisters, it'll be really great for my sisters and my mother. <laughs> like almost like the unspoken, I hate you, but my, my family will like you. Yeah. But I think he did like me because we went on, you know, we did holidays together. Yeah and um traveled around together and he was he was my big brother who was really obnoxious to me <laughs> but i know loved me very much and i i adored him and jerry equally i loved jerry and jim too yeah. you know i went on holidays with jim and wow. uh, it was a very inclusive thing yeah. yeah how long were your holidays with jim because in his biography there were only like four days or something well with the when, when i say holidays yeah. the holiday i went on was an incredible holiday it was uh after dark crystal was mm. it after dark crystal i think it was after dark crystal must have been and he got given lou grade had this yacht ah. that went to the south of france and um, Jim and his wife went, Jean-Pierre Amiel and his wife, who'd done the movement on some of the movement on Dark Crystal, mm. um, his secretary, Jill, who went to, I'll have to look at my photo album. <laughs> and we we went on this yacht around the south of France and it was absolutely incredible. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it must have been. That sounds amazing. It was a holiday, it was a holiday of a lifetime. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. And on the Muppet Show as well, every episode had a guest star on it. 
I mean, yeah. it must have just been amazing every week meeting somebody yes. new and being starstruck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was incredible. I mean, some of them, uh, the English crew were very funny because they often like Steve Martin we had on, yeah, and nobody got him. People didn't know him at that time over here, and they'd stand around and go. Well, it's not funny, is it? <laughs> What's funny about this man? He's 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 making blue. He's telling not telling jokes. It's not funny. They didn't get it at all. But then, obviously, people like Bob Hope mm. and Rudolf Nureyev and Shirley Bassey and I mean, you know, a list of these incredible, incredible people. George Burns, who I didn't then know who he was, but yeah. I've kind of researched just. Incredible people, absolutely incredible. Peter Sellers, um, Liza Minnelli, mm. you know, incredible. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned George Burns there, but I guess it mm. maybe is a little bit awkward. Back in those days, when there wasn't the internet, if there was a guest star, mm. you'd never heard of them. Were they? Yeah. It's kind of a bit weird. Yeah. Well, the, with the English, as I say, a lot of the English crew were very funny. Yeah. Sort of. I remember why. I mean, they never get anyone. Why can't they get Matt Munro? <laughs> Somebody lovely like Matt Munro. And um, I can't think who the other ones were that they really got uppity about the crew because they didn't, hadn't heard of them. <laughs> but I just loved it and sort of researched it once they'd been on. And I didn't know, I hadn't heard of Linda Ronstadt, I don't think. And I thought her voice, she had a voice like an angel. I loved her voice. So I sort of started getting all her records. And then I worked with her because I did the film of the Pirates of Penzance, which she was in. Nice. And um, we worked together again. But I, I was just, you know, either people I knew that were huge stars or I found out, researched yeah. them. Yeah. And one song that you performed on was one of the best songs, the rhyming song. Oh, <laughs> yes. One of your lyrics, I just, I don't really understand it. Is it, I left my knees in your car? I think if you're trying to understand, <laughs> I mean, do you understand the other lyrics of the rhyming song? <laughs> Not really. Well, I think you shouldn't try too hard. I think you should just enjoy it. Yes. Is the secret of the rhyming song, because the whole idea is it doesn't rhyme yeah. and it's ridiculous. Yes. And that, in a way, is its charm. Yeah, definitely. Don't go, look, don't go looking for truth and motivation in that one, particularly. No, well, you know, it's, it's the most sentimental and meaningful of all Muppet songs, I feel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Now, the Muppets are very well known for the movies they've done over the years as well, which yes. you've worked on a few of them. You've yes, I have. mainly worked on the ones filmed in the UK. Is that just a choice to stay close to home for you? Well, initially, because it's very hard to get English performers over to America. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't involved in the first movie. And then the subsequent movies... Um, the majority of them were done here. So, of course, a lot yeah. of the poor American performers didn't get to come over here. Hmm. Uh, so I've been very, very lucky that Jim loved to work in England and yeah. really valued the craftsmen of the crew and everything. Um, you know, he loved working here. Yeah. So I benefited from that. And also I was always trying to leave and Jim, <laughs> you know, because I wanted to do acting, but I was torn because I loved working with the Muppets and I loved 
my friends there and you know I was leaving and then Jim said oh would you just come in and do dark crystal yeah. and then would you do a little bit in uh, Labyrinth? And in Labyrinth, I was only in the bubble. I was actually a person <laughs> with a mask wow. in Labyrinth. So, um, you know, I was I was always trying to move away, but drawn back. And <laughs> before Jim died, he asked me to do Fafna Hall. I went out to New York and he said, would you do Fafna Hall? So, yeah. you know, I had such a love of all the people. I still do, you know, I'm, I'm still working with them. And, um, and love for Jim and knew that however much one half of me resisted, this was something special, you know, yeah. I, to, as I look over what I've done with that com- with the company, I'm part of something so incredible and such incredible people. Yeah, absolutely. Did it feel like you were a part of history at the time or did you just not really know, I suppose? One of the things that I'm only aware of now is that I, you know, by living this long and being part of so many projects and being lucky enough to now have created quite a lot of characters of my own, I feel I have been part, you know, I feel I can't believe I've been part of this company and working for them for so many years and doing these projects. At the time, I was aware of how good everyone else was and what a tiny part. I wasn't in awe of people because it wasn't like that. But I I did look and think, well, they can do it, I can't. You know, Jim and Frank, watching them together do the double act of Kermit and Piggy or Kermit and Fozzie or on Sesame Street and just thinking... This is incredible. I can't do what these people do. This Mm. is genius. And, you know, Dave Golds is still, he's genius. They're geniuses. Yeah. So I am now prouder of my contribution. Um, And I I would never have guessed when I was doing The Muppet Show that I would still be doing things. Yeah, absolutely. I guess maybe... At the time, I don't know if any of the performers would think that they would be still doing it in 2021, but there you go. I know. I know. Yeah. And The Muppet Christmas Carol, you worked on a yes. bit as well. Was that I the first project indeed. you worked on with The Muppets without Jim? Uh, yes. Yes, it was. And his son Brian directed it and, yeah. and, and without Richard as well. So it was... Very, very well. They they'd done some television yeah. stuff, but that was the first big project, and it it was you know Steve Whitmer did an amazing job with Kermit. What he did mm. was beautiful, but it was very, very sad for us all. Yeah, but it's a wonderful film. Um, it's it's just a fantastic film. And it's so lovely, and Michael Caine. He's one of the actors, you know, having worked with so many incredible actors, I was just, he was incredible. He led it and his... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Commitment to it. And, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't doing the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. He was doing the Christmas Carol yeah. He was playing Scrooge in the best film he could make it. It wasn't a silly film. And yeah. his performance is wonderful in it. It's so moving. Yeah, absolutely. He was great. Yeah. And Is that you in the second line for the first song, Scrooge? Because I think you're the only person I can think of who that is. I think it probably is. I'd have to go back now and listen to it again, but I'm yeah. certainly in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> Definitely. The Dark Crystal you worked on back yes. in the 80s. Yes, I did indeed. Is that yeah. your first kind of non-Muppets puppet thing you did? I think it probably was. I guess it was. I yeah. don't know now. I have. It's too long ago. <laughs> I can't remember. Probably, yes. Yeah. So what was it like to work on that film? Because it's still Jim directing and Frank co-directing, yes. but I guess yes. it's a different yes. vibe to the Muppets. Yes, I really enjoyed working on that because it drew on sort of other acting things and the skexes. Mm. And I worked a, a little bit with the guys who were um, training, but not, not really. <laughs> I mean, they were training to play the mystics and I went swimming with them a few times to try and get fit and be strong enough to do it. But um yeah, it was, it was a whole load of other challenges and I enjoyed, although it was very tough physically because you were inside the Skeksis, that I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. 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 And you returned just a couple of years ago to do the Dark Crystal yeah. Age of Resistance. Was that fun yeah. to be back? It was such hard work, mm -hmm. um, but it was extraordinary to be back because over the years there have been many times when they've thought of doing Dark Crystal sequels or whatever. Yeah. And for it to be done, and I always thought, oh, well, there'll be some cartoon, you know, <laughs> the youngsters will do it. Yeah. I certainly won't be involved. So to be involved and to have Brian Froud there and Lisa Henson and for the puppets to be built 
by Toby Froud, who yeah. was the baby in Labyrinth, mm. and um, but is now an incredible puppet builder. He was working with his father and with Wendy. Um, and so for all those people to be involved and the respect and love for the original film, yeah. and it really felt like it was an extension of that world. Yeah. And and so it was extraordinary. And all the the puppet performers, I think I knew I'd work with all of them because it's a family, although yeah. most of them were younger than me. Um, we've all worked together over the years and it was an extraordinary thing because most of them were British. Yeah. And um, it was an incredible thing to, to the continuation and also, again, to create new characters yeah. because we did have the original Skeksis, but most of the characters were brand new. So that yeah. was an amazing thing. Yeah, and I guess this is probably because Netflix has loads of money to afford these people, mm. but mm. in the Age of Resistance, a lot of the characters were voiced by well-known yes. stars like Mark yeah. Hamill. Did you like that idea? Well, you know, they all did a brilliant job. And in the original film, they got yeah. outside people in to do the voices. And I absolutely understand why Netflix did that. But it's very hard because in Muppets... We all do our own voices. Yeah. And all the performers are actually very good actors and very good at voices. So it is frustrating because hmm. for me particularly, being an actor, part of my performance is the voice. Yeah. I am not just a puppeteer. So it is frustrating, but the people who came in did an amazing job. And I got to be Mordra Argot, who was one of my favourite characters, yeah. um, and do her voice, which was fantastic. And all the puppeteers did some voices. Yeah. Uh, but but it's frustrating. But as I say, in the original, that was also the way that most of the voices were brought in. Yeah, for sure. And you were a vital role in the television series Spitting Image, which was happening just after The Dark Crystal. How did you first get involved in that? Well, Roger Law and Peter Fluck, who designed all the puppets, they had been doing three-dimensional uh, cartoons of political figures with plasticine mm. models. I think they were plasticine, I should <laughs> know. But anyway, they were three-dimensional models. And... They had got involved with a producer called John Blair and they contacted me and said, you're the English Muppet. Will you come and be our Jim Henson? Uh -huh. To which I said, are you out of your mind? Nobody's Jim Henson. And it certainly <laughs> isn't me. I'm not Jim Henson. Anyway, I got involved very early on and we sat around my kitchen table in Queen's Crescent, uh, Kentish Town, mm -hmm. looking at uh, CVs to audition puppeteers yeah. and for the pilot. And so I was involved at a very, very early stage and we made a pilot and it got picked up. Oh, nice. And so I was involved in all the auditioning, the puppeteers and then training them. And uh, I mean, we had some puppeteers who were very experienced as well, who didn't need training, but yeah. trying to get them into the Muppet style. And initially the puppeteers were doing quite a lot of the voices. Yeah. And we were trying to do some of the voices live, but it was very difficult because of the size of the puppets. Yeah. And it was just physically impossible. And also to get people who did impressions. We had Chris Barry who came in and Steve Nallon who came in as impressionists yeah. and they learned to puppeteer. So they were coming in 
and learning to puppeteer and then some of the puppeteers were doing voices but more and more it became more separate the voices were done separately and the puppeteers were and as that happened I got less and less interested and yet again I was wanting to go off and do theatre and you know do my own thing yeah and you originally performed the Queen and Did you do Margaret Thatcher as well before Steve Nallon? No, that was Steve Nallon. Uh No, Steve Nallon. I did The Queen. I did Mary Whitehouse. You you would not even know who that is because you're (laughs) too young. Um, Nancy Reagan, Janet Street Germ, Janet Street Porter, who's still (laughs) around, Um, and loads of characters. Uh, And then I worked some of the puppets with other people doing the voices. Uh, and of course, now it's back again. Oh yeah! Were you asked to bring it back at all, or did? No, I think they um, had enough of me. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't really have wanted to go back in that way. You know, the Muppet projects. I've gone back in some way. They're continuations. They're going yeah. forward, and and also Spitting Image. The thing for me of not doing the voices. Yeah. I want to do the whole character. And uh, I don't, I don't think they're doing that now. I yeah. think they are doing, you know, impressionists and puppeteers. Yeah, and I suppose it's completely different characters as well. Although the Queen's still there, but the Queen still <laughs> carries on. Yeah. And I have got, I still have one of the Queen puppets, of which there are oh, many. Wow. She sits at home in a black plastic bag and comes out occasionally for special occasions. Ah, for speeches. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And did you work a little bit on Sesame Street as well for a little while? Yes, yes. Yeah. I went out for about three years and I did... I, well, the Jerry Nelson was still alive then, so I worked yeah. with him and did duets with him and Kevin Clash did, did stuff with him, which was wonderful. Um, yeah, so I, I loved that and I love... And I, I had got asked to go out again and I had a theatre job that came up, so I didn't... The last time I I turned it down and then I think they thought, oh, she won't come out. (laughs) She's too busy doing her theatre stuff. Um, But I I loved doing stuff on Sesame Street. And then I've done other puppet, non-Muppet things um, with Roland Ratt for a little while. I was his girlfriend for a while. Yeah. Roxanne Rat, because he had a he had um Glennis the guinea pig, I think was his girlfriend before Roxanne. <laughs> but he there's a little bit of mixing of species. Yeah, which is commonplace in Muppets things. So <laughs> well indeed it is. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Did Sesame Street kind of give you that experience in doing puppetry for kids so that for the Furchester Hotel you were kind of used to it? No, not really. I mean, Sesame Street, one of the things that's so wonderful, although it is for children, it still has such a sophistication Mm. and it's very, everything is very simple and it's done at an incredible pace and you don't have the luxury of the sets being built off the ground, which you did for the Muppet Show. So it's in some ways tougher and faster, but um, it's not, you know, in the same, you know, the Muppets is family entertainment. Yeah. It is not, oh, we must make it for children. It is family entertainment. And Sesame Street obviously has very specifically educational um, aims and teaching children the alphabet and, you know, one of the songs far and near, you know, the songs were all designed to give some educational content, but very much 
in a light-hearted way. So, yeah, we of course, we had Sesame Street characters, <laughs> Furchester Hotel, because Fenella Furchester was Elmo's aunt. Oh, really? I never knew that, yes. but I guess it makes Family, sense yeah. with her appearance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's an interesting thing. How did that series come about? Were they just looking for a kind of Sesame Street for the UK? Um, I... I'm not entirely sure. I think I think Kevin Clashman. I don't know who had the idea if he did, hmm. but the the sort of joint production and this hotel where you could have puppets coming to stay, yeah. and of course the Cookie Monster was there, yeah. and um, we had guests of Big Bird and the Count came to stay, which was fantastic to have oh, yeah. them there. And so the puppeteers Matt Vogel and um, Ryan Dillon was over with us most of the time doing Elmo, which yeah. was brilliant because he's an amazing puppeteer, fantastic, lovely, lovely man. And uh, David Rudman, who now does Cookie Monster. Yeah, absolutely. And not only are you known for your puppetry, but you've done loads of stage roles over the years in yeah. musicals. Yeah. What are some of your favourite musicals that you've done? Well, one that was joyous was a very silly show called Nonsense that I did years ago because mm. I actually had to do a ventriloquist act with a non-puppet. <laughs> and I got the job because of my experience with puppets. Yeah. And um, that was fun. That was very, very silly. Uh, I loved doing Assassins at the Donmar Warehouse because mm. it was black about um, the assassins that shot American presidents, mm. um, as Stephen Sondheim uh, musical. You know what? I've done so many lovely shows and worked with so many lovely people. I did Fiddler on the Roof. Everything seems like last year, but of course, this has been a rather weird yeah. non year. So it yeah. was whenever it was, it wasn't very long ago. It feels like it was yesterday, but I think it was quite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was before the year that didn't happen. Yeah, it was at least a year ago. That's for it sure. It was at least a year ago, Fiddler on the Roof. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah which I loved. It was a wonderful production. Um, and, well, I've I've just been so lucky. I've done so many amazing jobs and worked with so many amazing people. I, um, yeah, what a great answer. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, they're all lovely people, yeah. Yeah. And you returned to the Muppets in 2014 yes. for Muppets Most Wanted, and you hadn't really worked with them that much for a few no. years before that. Was there yeah. any reason for that, or was there just kind of no opportunities? Well, I was doing a, I was doing a lot of theatre stuff. Yeah. They were mainly in America. I was, I was busy. And then um, they were doing Muppets Most Wanted here. So it was fantastic. I got to hang out with my pals and you know it was so lovely I met all the new newer yeah. team and Dave Goals was there and we laughed so much I love love that man we just spent time laughing yeah. and having a wonderful time and then after that uh, I worked on the sadly not very successful show that puppet game show oh. which um, we did in the old Muppet studio. Oh, really? At what was ATV, but is now the BBC. And um, it had great potential, but it didn't work, unfortunately. And it was a real shame because there were some very, very talented people involved, but it just didn't quite come together. Because, mm. you know, things don't always... Yeah. You mentioned the new performers as well, working with them. Yeah. Was it yeah. kind of weird to see these new people doing the characters or did you kind of embrace the fact that the Muppets were continuing? 
absolutely. Yeah. You know, to see Dave still there doing Gonzo yeah. is, of course, just fantastic. And Steve was still doing Kermit. Yeah. And Matt Vogel, um, all of them, Peter Lintz. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh. Rudman. <laughs> um, Bill Barretta. Um, uh, Eric. 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 <laughs> yes, I put my glasses on. Oh, these are pretend glasses. Uh-huh. Um, they're incredible. They're, they are amazing puppeteers, every one of yeah. them. You know, they are, um, I think, better technically than yeah. the original Muppeteers. They, you know, the original Muppeteers are the souls of those characters. They created those characters. They gave them life. They were the originals. They are wonderful. Mm. But the the new generation are so talented. They are so talented. And they are a lovely team of performers. They're just brilliant. Yeah, suppose that makes a lot of sense, you know, because when they first started doing these characters back in the day, they were the first people to do it, whereas these people have had their whole lives to prepare. Yeah, and they've been, you know, when I I would talk, when we were doing Muppets Most Wanted, I'd say, oh, how did you come to be doing this? And they'd been, you know, training in their bedrooms, because now, (laughs) and like we're talking over Zoom, you can set up a camera in your bedroom and do this stuff. I couldn't do that when we were doing the Muppet show. The cameras were, you know, huge. You couldn't have one sitting in your bedroom to set up and practice. So they've all been practicing for years and so, so good. Yeah, absolutely. And this is just kind of one of these things that when you're about to interview someone, you look Mm. at their IMDb page and just find interesting stuff. You played a judge a couple of times in Coronation Street as well. Is that something you enjoy doing, just kind of taking up nice action roles like that? I love it. I mean, that you know, I went in for a couple of days, but they were. what surprised me about that, because often when you go into something that is long running, they don't have any time for you. They're so busy. They're not horrible, but they are learning a huge amount of lines. You know, who are you? You're the judge. Great. Well, I don't have any, you know, the judges sitting up there going silence in court. They're not really having scenes with them. Yeah. They were so welcoming, so friendly, lovely. And I was really grateful for that because it can be horrible going in just for a day. And yeah. um, and I did a, was it Holby's? Colby City, yes, Colby City, yeah, a few years back, and again, you know, they were just so lovely and friendly and welcoming. And um, as I say, sometimes I've done things, and you think you really can't be bothered. You really <laughs> just haven't got the time. Not horrible, just mm. it's not. You know, you don't need to be friendly because you just don't have the time. But yeah. anyway, on Coronation Street and Holby, they were lovely, absolutely lovely. Mm, yeah. And do you have any highlights in your whole career that stand out to you? Well, one of my dream jobs, I took over um, many years in the, uh, ago in the West End from Elaine Page in a show mm. called Anything Goes. Yeah. And I loved that. I it, That was one of my dreams. It was at the um, Prince Edward Theatre where I've worked several times since and you know it was like being a little girl I got to dress up in the most beautiful costumes all made for me sing these fantastic songs with this orchestra Cole Porter in this wonderful production and sadly it didn't last very long but it that was a dream come true that was an absolute dream come true and to work because I've worked now with Stephen Sondheim I've done 
three of his shows, but he was involved very much. I did Merrily We Roll Along in Leicester and he and George Firth, who wrote it, came out to Leicester and worked with us. And then on Assassins, he was there working with us in Assassins. And he also, when, when I was one of the strippers in Gypsy, he was there he came down to Chichester to see it and uh, also in London. So, you know, to work with Stephen Sondheim and, and you know, when we were in Leicester, I was going through um, bad times with my boyfriend and sobbing in tears. And they yeah. took me, he and George Firth took me out to dinner to the restaurant outside the theatre to sort of be kind to me and just, yeah. you know, to spend time with him and chat. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any future projects coming up at the moment? I mean, I don't know if things are certain. No! 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 I'm available! Oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Um, I am I am hopeful that things will... I, I was involved in the Gloop project, the Glorious mm. Ladies of Puppetry. Oh, yeah. Glop, sorry. Gloop. <laughs> Glop. 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 Um, which was a really fun thing doing... We did it all around the world in lockdown on green screens mm-hmm. and Donna Kimball was involved and her husband Richard Prince who is an incredible editor edited all these puppets together wow. from around the world and it's incredible it's on YouTube Glop. Glop look it up and they're very short little episodes mm. written by wonderful Colleen Smith and with Alice Neen and these incredible all-female puppeteers and um it's an incredible thing. And when you watch it, you have to remember that no one was in the same room at the same time. Wow. It was all put together in editing. From that point of view alone, it is unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. I have to watch that. Well, you do. And I was performing, a very good friend of mine, Mike Windsor, is Basil Brush, and he yeah. had a set up in his house. So I went round to his house <laughs> and he was helping me film it. And we were doing it via Zoom with LA. <laughs> For them, it was four o'clock in the morning. Wow. So they were directing from LA on Zoom. <laughs> it was unbelievable yeah. and wonderful 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 yeah absolutely well where are we so, able to keep up with you if we're interested in following you i'm i am on twitter um i don't know who i am on twitter <laughs> but i'm there i think i'm oh i don't know i, I don't know i'm a Anna twitter. louise gold perhaps thank you yeah. thank you for knowing everything i don't know <laughs> um i obviously don't know anything anymore i thought i remembered things yeah but I don't. It's getting sad. Yeah. This is a year of, of lockdown. Yes, exactly. Weird times. Yeah. But you're lucky you're still doing things. You're busy, busy. Yeah, I don't know. Not really. Oh, you are. You're doing things. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Pleasure. Lovely to talk to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.